Can can I can you hear me? All right. It's hard to tell. It's so quiet. It's not super loud. So like I can't even. Yeah. It just kind of sounds like normal in my head. All right. How we doing? Good. All right. I'm I, I'm so excited for spring retreat. It's gonna be so cool. We got so many cool ideas. So I'm I'm really pumped about it. Um. So. Tell you a little bit of a little story about times where, well, first off, has anybody ever been really so hungry that you just are just angry and frustrated before? Hangry, yeah, yeah, hangry, hangry. I, um, I have a couple of stories about times where I was super hangry. One time I was visiting some friends um, in Virginia because um, I lived in Virginia for eight years, the state of Virginia, not, not Virginia, Minnesota. Um, and my friend lived in uh, around Richmond, and we ended up going to a Brazilian steakhouse. And he told me that before we would go, he, t- he was like, before I got there, he was like, let's go to the steakhouse. And the only thing I knew about Brazilian steakhouses is that they were really expensive. <laughs> and I was like, cool, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> and, um, but he makes a lot of money, and he was like, I'll pay for it. And he paid for me and, like, five of us, and that bill was Real high, I can tell you that much. But um, awesome time. Uh, if you don't know anything about Brazil, has anybody been to one? They're awesome. Oh, my gosh. They're so cool. So basically, you got a Brazilian steakhouse. It is all-you-can-eat meat. Just like tons of different kinds of meat, different kinds of steak, different kinds of chicken. Uh, this one had, it was called Texas Day Brazil, and it had, um, they had jalapeno poppers, like the really good ones filled with cream cheese wrapped in bacon. Uh, they had a chicken. You're getting really hungry, I can tell. You're getting, like, mouth starting to water. All right, let me describe this one. They had Parmesan-crusted chicken breast wrapped in bacon. Oh, so good. Flamin' yawn, flank steak, uh, New York strip, anything you can think of, they had all you can eat. Um, and what you do is at your table, you have this little disc, and it is a... Um, there's a side that's a, is a green side and a red side. If the side is green, it means I want more meat. If, the, if it's red, it means, all right, stop, I'm full, you know, I, or we don't need any more at this time. And these servers walk around with this giant, like, sword skewer, just full of meat, with this massive knife, and you, hit, you get a tongue, and they just slice it in front of you, and then you just pull it off. Um, and you just get as much as you want. Um, you can flag them down, hey, hey, come here, I want that. You know, it's, it's, oh, it's so, so good. The salad bar at this place um, was so... <laughs> fancy it had lobster bisque it had smoked salmon it had a full this is the salad bar had a full array of cheeses all right you got a good picture of your in your head now what this place is like so um i had been preparing to go to this place uh so i hadn't eaten since like noon the day before so i was preparing i was like all right i'm gonna eat I was like, I'm going to get your money's worth out of this, not my money. I'm going to get your money's worth out of this. So I had been preparing, saving up. I was like, man, I'm going to eat so much. And I was so excited. We get there around 6 o'clock, around dinner time, and they're full. And it was about a two-hour wait. <laughs> and I was like, why didn't, you, why didn't you get a reservation? I mean, it was a Friday night, so obviously it would be super busy. And he was like, oh, I didn't think about that. So... Um, and they closed it in like around nine ish. So we got in there around eight thirty. 
is what we ended up getting there at. And they were like, oh, that's okay. We have people who stay until 10 all the time. We just stopped seating people at 9. And we're like, okay, good, thank goodness, because we're going to be here for a while. And, um, but I can tell you that that wait was the most excruciating two and a half hours. I was so hangry. I just, like, went through the door and sat down. I was like, me food right now. So a little story about a time I was, like, unbelievably hungry. I just was, like, and I ate an inordinate, just, like, undisclosed amount of meat, and it was amazing. <laughs> we're in Mark still. We're still in Mark, chapter 11, uh, page 847. We're going to start in uh, verse 1. All right, now it says, so we're going to be talking about when Jesus is kind of on his way to Jerusalem. Uh, it says, now when they drew near to Jerusalem to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it. And we'll send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied, uh, tied at, the, at a door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, what are you doing, untying the, what are you doing untying the colt? And they, said, uh, and they told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches uh, that they had cut out from the that had cut from the fields, and those who went before the, the bleh, and those who went before, and those who followed were shouting, "Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David! Hosanna in the highest!" And uh, he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany uh, with the twelve. So, this is just an ex- like a story of Jesus. He's on his way to Jerusalem. He is. Entering the temple, entering the and is being received as a king, um, son of David, king being recognized in this place as king of the people. They hadn't had it thousands of years. They basically thought the line of David was done, and Jesus is being recognized as king. So that's just a little snippet of what's going on in this moment. Uh, so we'll continue in verse 12. And I'm gonna, this is going to be a little bit of a long one here, verse 12 through 19. So, on the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to find it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs, and he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again, and his disciples heard it. Um, And they came to Jerusalem. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought it in the temp- and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money, um, the money changers, and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. Um, and was teaching them and saying to them, "It is is it not written, My house should be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers." And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, um, they went out of the city. So that first section about the fig tree, did you kind of kind of tilt your head like, 
So Jesus tree. He's it's not in season, so there's no fruit on it. He gets mad at it and says and curses it. But it's not in season, so it doesn't make any sense. It seems kind of out of character. It's just like, well, what do you expect for this tree? So in understand this, we need to kind of talk a bit about figs. I know this is going to be really riveting stuff. I'm going to talk about figs, and it's, oh, it's engaging. So, But it is important. I want to sit and kind of really listen to this. So if you want to bring up the slide, the first one of the – so that's, a, I think, a fig tree. <laughs> so that's a fig tree. Bring it to the next one. Next. All right. So fig trees are in season to harvest around – between August and October, okay, that's when you harvest figs. What's interesting about fig trees is in the winter time, they, after the harvest, during the winter or in late fall, they actually begin to bud again. And there's a specific word, I don't remember the word is, but it's basically a seed or a bud that's on the branches. And that bud becomes dormant until spring. And so throughout all of winter, it's budded and it just kind of sits there until and then it starts to grow again and grow until harvest again in the like in the fall. So that is that bud. Okay. Um, show you what a fig looks like. That's a fig. So it's like this purple thing that kind of looks like an onion. It's about the size of an apple actually. So they're actually pretty big. Um, these figs, these fresh figs. We don't have them grown in the United States is California. Um, they would die in the winter here. But um, so that that's a that's a fig. Did, I think there's one more. Yeah, that's the inside of a fig. It's like really um, seedy inside. It's like full of seeds. Kind of looks like a pomegranate up there, but it's not. It's more. How do you describe it? There's more meat to it rather than just big like popcorn seeds. So it's it's just seeds scattered throughout this kind of jelly. Um, I think a lot of people call them of nature. They're very sweet, very, very sweet figs are. So that those green, unripened things again. So when Jesus sees the leaf, so the leaves, they, they fall off throughout the winter, and then they start growing again. And when they start growing again, presumably there'd be these on them, right? So, and these are edible. In fact, locals would often eat these. They'd probably be a little, maybe a little bitter or, sweet, but they are edible, so that's what he was looking for. He was looking for these. So to be clear, Jesus was angry here, all right? He was hungry, but he wasn't just angry and irrationally upset at this fig tree. He was saying, look at this fig tree that's in leaf. There should be these on right? So it was very deceptive. It was looking like it was going to be fruitful, fruit in abundance, but there was nothing, that is why he curses the fig tree. Now, when he cleanses the temple, we're going to go on here. So remember, he cleanses the temple. And often when we think of cleansing the temple, we think of him coming in and just like fucking tables and throwing people, throwing things. That's how it's depicted in the movies, right? He's just throwing stuff all over the place. Um, and we think, oh, it's this marketplace, and they're not supposed to have a marketplace in there. Well, that's not necessarily true. There's def- many different places in the um, temple has four different sections, and this is one of the most ornate temples that had ever been built. Um, I, think, I believe it was the fourth temple? I think it was the fourth, fourth one that was ever built. Um, 
but there's four different places. I'm not going to go into detail on those, but this one was um, basically a marketplace where the Gentiles could enter. So non-Jewish, non-Israelite um, people could enter this. And the purpose marketplace was people who were traveling from long distances um, could purchase like a goat or something to sacrifice. Because remember, that was a sacrificial time. So it was actually necessary for people who were traveling because if they traveled with their best goat, then that goat could get hurt along the way and then it would no and for sacrifice. Are you following along? Good. <laughs> All right. I know this is a lot of weird information, but it's really necessary for, for what I'm talking about here. So, um, so this, is what, this is what's happening in this sort of setting. But the thing is, is Jesus is noticing and watching that they're doing what looks to be right. They're selling these goats. They're selling these sacrifices. They're doing this. They're making money presumably for the temple um, and charging people for this. And they're doing all these sacrifices and everything going correctly. What Jesus is upset about, and actually when it talks about the him like not allow people to go through with anything, he's talking people move merchandise. Okay, um, Jesus is upset with charging the people who are coming in to buy things. So money becomes important them than the purpose of the temple itself that is why jesus is upset here and that's why he says you have turned this into a den of this is no longer the this is no longer the inviting temple or church or whatever that it's supposed to be for all jews and gentiles you know he says this is supposed to be my house is a house of prayer for all the nations and you've turned robbers he's saying it looks like this is, this is what it's supposed to be, and it looks like it's doing the right thing, but it's not. Your heart is not in the right place. You are not being fruitful. Make sense? Getting that? So then he goes into the lesson here. Verse 20. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots, and Peter remembered um, and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says uh, to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses." So with the fig tree and with the temple, they had the appearance of being fruitful, of being productive, doing the right things. The fig tree was in leaf. It looked like it was doing the right thing. The temple was running like the temple runs, but they were not fruitful. There was no fruit. There was no productivity there. Their purpose was not being met, not being served. If we're faithful... And this is what Jesus' point here. If we're faithful in God, our fruit our will show. Okay? These are figs. I, I went to the store and got some figs. Kind of cool. I went to Maury's and I went to Cub. <laughs> but these are dried figs. They're obviously not. These are really small, so I have to pull this out. 
He's fig. Who wants a fig? Here, here. Here's a fig. <laughs> I've got a ton of here, so uh, here, in fact, here, I'll, I'll throw some out here. Catch. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Figs. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So I got some figs. I'll, I'll get you one. I don't want to chuck too many. There's so many figs. So if you want a fig, just let's just let me know. I'll get you some. But um, so that's a fig. If you bite into that, it's going to be a lot like a fig Newton. It's basically like a. Ever had a fig Newton? Yeah. So these are <laughs> these are figs. Um, if you want some, I can get you some. Um, I've got there's tons in here. So um, I was going to do that earlier, but I forgot. So that's why I did it just now. <laughs> I remember they were back here. So um, where was I at? Oh yeah. I'm going to give you an example. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about myself and how I was like in high school. Remember, I was, I was walking the walk. I was talking the talk. I was kind of in that place where I was like, yeah, I'm and I had that appearance. Super Christian. There's no ex- such thing as a super Christian, by the way, just so you know. But I had this kind of arrogance about me, and it was like I was doing all the right things. Um, and people can see that I was but... I was not fruitful. So what do I mean by not being fruitful? Well, I'm not going to give you away all of the answers because that's something that you can discuss in your groups. But I never really shared my faith. People knew I was a Christian, but I never articulated. I never shared the gospel with anybody. If anybody kind of about something that was going on, kind of give like this kind of half answer sort of thing because I didn't want people to not like me. I wanted people to like me so I would be like, oh yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's that's cool. Jesus says this, but you know, you know that's all right. You know, whatever it was, kind of give this kind of half answer uh, rather than telling what the Bible said. Part of it was because I didn't know what the Bible said about it so I would just, I didn't, I was ignorant so I would just be like, oh yeah, I know what it is but you know, I didn't really actually know. I pretended to know. <laughs> so that was, that was me, my pride in my way. And because of that, I was unfruitful. It looked like I was being, it looked like I was doing the right things, but I was completely not at that point. I wasn't in the right place. So you'll probably have some discussions about that tonight. The big thing that I want you to understand and what Jesus, and wh- what we all need to understand and what Jesus wants us to understand is that having faith in him, obeying his commands, remember his commands, his top two, love God and love others, right? Those are the top two commands that he gave us. Upon, all, upon, the, upon these two 